All right, well, you know, last week was easier for me when deciding what I was going to speak on because I had spent the whole week working and I was super tired and I knew I wanted to rest, so that was easy. Um, this week I spent a lot of time resting with my family and I was like, I don't know what to talk about. And I was watching my daughter play outside and it was a beautiful day yesterday. And I, I just thought, man, I would love to be fishing right now. <laughs> I would love fishing. Who likes fishing? Yeah, okay, only a couple of us select few. That's cool. Um, <laughs> my dad loves fishing. He's loved fishing all my life. Literally, the legend goes that I was in the boat with him and my mom when I was only a couple of months old. And he goes fishing, and all of a sudden, the storm comes. It was hailing outside, and my dad was speeding down the lake to get to shore where he could barely see with a couple of month old baby walk in the boat with him. It's the legend, right? I don't know if this is true. I was there, but not there. Kind of weird. Um, and then the legend progresses that once they finally get to shore, everyone's staring at my dad, rightly so. I mean, he has a there's only there's a baby in the boat with him, and it's like there's a horrible storm out, and. They're giving, they're giving him this glare. I was wrapped up. My mom was holding me tight the whole time. They finally unwrapped me, and I was just giggling and laughing. Like, I, I, apparently I loved it, which is ironic, because I hate roller coasters now, so it's weird. Um, it's funny how life does that. Well, today I want to look at the first disciples who Jesus called to follow him, Peter and Andrew. The two brothers who were fishermen. And since I wanted to go fishing yesterday, I was like, sure, that works. Um, and we're going to see how their part in history, I don't like to say Bible stories because it, it makes it sound like a story, right? This is history. This is a history book. We, we are going to look at their part in history, this passage, and see how it can relate to our lives today. We are going to be in the book of Luke, chapter um, Five verses one through eleven. We do have it up there. If you can read it, if not, hopefully you brought a Bible. Um, this is what the passage says: As the crowd, oh, oh, oh. as the crowd was pressing in on Jesus to hear God's word, he was standing by the lake. He saw two boats at the edge of the lake. The fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. He got a got onto one of the boats, which belonged to Simon, and asked him to put a little, put out a little from the land. Then he sat down and was teaching the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Master, Simon replied, you've worked hard all night long and caught nothing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets. <coughs> then they did this when they did this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets began to tear. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats to, in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Peter saw this, he fell to Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, because I am a sinful man, Lord. For, for he and all those with him were amazed at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, Zebedee's sons, who were Simon's partners. 
Don't be afraid, Jesus told Simon. From now on, you will be catching people. Then they brought the boats to land, left everything, and followed him. Let's pray before we get started. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for letting us be here this morning to, to honor you, to, to read your word, to learn about you, Lord. Help, help us to not just think of this as another Sunday morning sermon, but something that we can apply to our daily lives as we walk with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, the first thing I want to look at when we look at this part in history, this passage, the first thing I want to look at that we can apply to our lives today is that we need to know who Jesus is. We need to know who Jesus is. I'm going to put this on here so it doesn't blow away. Oftentimes, we lose sight of who Jesus is. Or we like to make up things that Jesus might do or just to get away with something, we might say, Jesus wouldn't mind if we did this. We lose sight of who Jesus is. The only way we can know who Jesus is is to see him in action. And unlike Peter, and if you didn't know Simon is Peter in this passage, unlike Peter, we aren't able to physically at the moment follow Jesus. Jesus is alive, but, but unlike Peter, we can't physically follow him like he did. So how do we do that? How do we see Jesus in action? Through his scripture, through the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We see Jesus in action. And, and then we also see Jesus in action through our own lives. In verses 4 through 5, Jesus tells Peter to cast their nets into the water. Peter tells Jesus, that it hadn't worked all night long. Like, like these guys have been fishing all night long, haven't really caught anything, and Jesus is like, go out in a little deeper and cast your net. See what happens. Peter's like, we tried all night, but we'll do it. Ends up catching so much fish, fish that the boat begins to sink. The One of the questions I had when I first read this, was why did Peter have this faith? Like, why, when this random guy came up to Peter and tells him to do this, why did he have faith that, he, that this was going to happen? Well, that's why reading the entire book or the context is important. If, if we go up in chapter 4 a little bit, we see that Jesus had just finished healing Simon's mother-in-law. Peter has seen Jesus in action. He just healed Peter's mother-in-law. He knows Jesus can do things. And so that's why when he says cast out the nets, he's like, I, we tried, but I'll do it because you say so. Peter had an idea who Jesus was at this point. He sees him in action. He had faith. The question is this, do you know Jesus? How do you know Jesus? Is it through scripture? Or is it through a third party? Who, who likes to twist it? Our culture right now loves twisting scripture. I know most of y'all probably don't have TikTok, and that's a great thing. <laughs> Trust me. There's a couple of people on TikTok who have seen 
who call themselves Christians, who call themselves pastors or ministers, and when they open their mouths, it's nothing but lies. It's nothing but lies. And if you go in the comments, they're all saying how great this, this person is, all the truths, all the facts that this person is speaking, when in reality it's lies. People love to twist scripture, to take it out of context, to make it what they want it to be. I have a favorite band, Switchfoot. I don't know if anyone's heard of them. You know, kind of old. Um, but Switchfoot, um, they actually still make music. It's awesome. Um, I've been to a lot of their concerts. Been to a lot of their concerts. In fact, if I heard music from two miles away that was Switchfoot, I would know it was them. I could probably name you the song on which album it was on, too. Maybe not the year. I get blurry with that. If I was at Walmart and it was crowded and all the people were talking loud or screaming at their kids for not touching things, and I hear one note of a Switchfoot song, I know Switchfoot. I know it's them. I work Mondays and Tuesday nights stocking at Walmart, so whenever they do come on, I'm like, ah, I can see you know, but I have to have earphones. It's amazing. That's how we should know Jesus. If someone is, is talking about him, and they start twisting scripture, we should know right away. That's not true. And how do we do that? We see him through, in, his, in action through the Gospels, and we read his word, and, and, and we see what he does in our own lives. The second thing, second thing we see when, when we look at this passage in this part in history, one thing we can apply to our lives is that we know that, that Jesus blesses those who obey him. We sing the song, Trust and Obey Today. It was perfect for today. Actually, most of those songs, all those songs are perfect for today. Know that Jesus blesses those who obey. While obeying Jesus can be difficult, especially if it means leaving our family or getting out of our comfort zone, Jesus blesses those who obey him. Blessings can come in many forms. It can come physical, material, but it can also come in, 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 in knowing that we've done what God asked us to do. That satisfying feeling. And, and, and while we follow Jesus, we shouldn't be looking for the material or the physical things. It can happen, but we should be following Jesus because it's the right thing to do because we are in love with him. Jesus blesses those who obey. The biggest blessing is when we obey and come to him in faith, we get the blessing of eternity with him. When we, when we put our faith in him. In verses 6 through 7, uh, Peter and Andrew obey Jesus and are blessed with several fish. It says the boats were sinking. Remember, this is, you know, first of all, let me just say, I wish Jesus was physically here right now so I could go fishing with him. Because that would be awesome. Catch the biggest fish ever. Um, and the most. Like, all of them would be, like, huge, right? Like, um, but also, <laughs> too, going back to this, uh, we also have to remember that Peter and Andrew, being fishermen, wasn't a hobby like it is for us. It was their job. 
It was their job. This is how they make money. This is their life. I, I don't know if you've seen the show. It's kind of new. There's only one season now. It's called The Chosen. Have y'all seen that? No? You're like, I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, you can look it up on your on your phone. You can download the app. It's free to watch. Um, if you ask to donate, it's up to you. Um, anyway, I'm not here to advertise that. But what, what I do say about it, and, and, and the show is part... One thing you got to remember looking into the show is that it's part fictional, it's condensed in timeline so that they can make it a show, um, but it, it's also biblical in the fact that you get to see kind of like these, these biblical characters come to life. Even though this is true, we know this is history, sometimes it's hard to see it in real life, and what this show does, what I love about this show is that it does that. It, it, makes, it, it makes it like, oh yeah, this, this is for sure what you know, it was probably like. Um, but one thing the show does, and we don't know this for sure, he doesn't speak about this. All we know is that being a fisherman was Peter's job. This was his job. This was his livelihood. But what we don't know is why he was fishing out there all night long. Because he made a point to say, we've been fishing all night long. He was, he was desperate for something. He, this was his job, right? He's been trying and trying and trying. He couldn't catch fish. In the show, again, don't know if this is what was really happening, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, he's about to lose his house. He's about to lose his boat. That's, again, a tool for livelihood. He's about to lose these things to the Romans because he can't pay his debt. Now, maybe that was what was happening. Maybe not. But the fact that he's out there all night long trying to catch fish seems kind of, I mean, maybe. But I wouldn't put it past that was what he was going for. Like, he, he needed the money. And then Jesus comes along and he starts teaching in Peter's boat and tells him to catch all these fish, and he does. He gets blessed right there. Like, that's enough to pay off any debt he had. Peter obeyed and was blessed. When was the last time you obeyed Jesus? It's a harder question than it sounds. Maybe he's calling you to go share the gospel with a friend at work or maybe at school. Not that all y'all are in school. Those who are. Um, maybe even a family member. What is God calling you to do? Maybe he's, he's asking you, he's calling you to receive him as your Lord and Savior to step out of faith. Maybe he's calling you to go somewhere. But maybe you're afraid to move. Coming here was was difficult, but not difficult. <laughs> um, see, before we came here, we were living in our apartment. Uh, we really didn't have that much money. Like we paid off our rent with the help of my dad, and and we were just waiting to go. But we didn't know where we were going before we met uh, y'all, and so you know. It was either move back in with the in-laws, or that was pretty much it, because we didn't have any money for another apartment or anything. I told Emily, if God calls us to another church, it's going to have to have a parsonage. And, and you know, and I did. Did I not? Thank you. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we started talking to Troy. There's a parsonage. All right, that's step one. <laughs> it's a place to live. Um... And it just kept moving forward, and everything fell into place. And coming here, we have been so blessed by y'all. 
Not only just the parsonage. Yes, that's, that's a huge blessing. But we have been blessed by all of y'all because we obeyed God. So don't be afraid to obey. It can be scary. It can be scary. Don't be afraid to do it because Jesus, God will bless you. The last thing we're going to look at to see how this part of the history can apply to our life is we know that Jesus wants us to share it. See, fisherman part comes back around. Full circle. Once we come to Christ, Jesus doesn't want us to keep him bottled up, to keep him suppressed. He wants us to share him. He wants us to talk about him with other people. He wants us to be fishers of men and women and children. He wants us to go and share the gospel. Whenever we see Peter, after he's caught all these fish, he runs up to Jesus. He's like, go away from me. I'm a sinful man. But Jesus doesn't. That's the cool thing. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus loves you. And he wants to use you for his kingdom. When we look at Moses, he didn't feel like he was equipped to do that. But look what Moses did. God can use anyone if you're willing to obey. In verse 10, Jesus tells Peter that he will catch people from now on. He's not going to be a fisherman anymore. He's just been blessed with all these fish. And now he's like, hey, now you're going to leave it and come follow me. What? <laughs> and he does. Peter follows Jesus. Peter learns from Jesus how to share the gospel, how, how to spread his message. When we look at Matthew 28, just as Jesus is about to ascend back into heaven, he tells the disciples, he says, go make disciples of all nations. And then teach them how to make disciples. And then teach them how to make disciples. And that, could, that, 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 that tradition hasn't stopped, guys. It's still going. Jesus doesn't want us to keep them bottled up inside. He wants us to share them. To share the gospel. I remember... A long time ago, long, long time ago, I was at Payless. Um, do y'all know what Payless is? I, I know that sounds like a silly question, but I, you know, I found out people don't know what Shipley's is, so I want to make sure. All right, cool. Payless. Um, I was at Payless, and I was buying some shoes, needing new dress shoes, and this guy at the counter, he was asking, he was like, you know, look, looking for a church and asking, you know, looking for answers and all this other stuff. And I was just in, in my young, naive mind, I was like, oh, that's good for you, man. Good for you. <laughs> And I continue purchasing my shoes. I leave. I, I go back home. And as soon as I'm back, it just dawns on me. Bro. <laughs> that was your moment. <laughs> you could have invited him to your church. You could have shared the gospel with him. And that moment sticks with me forever. Because how many times do we have moments in life where we're able to share Jesus with someone but we either overlook it because we're concerned with our own focus or our own things, or we're just scared. Do you know Jesus? Are you obeying him? Are you sharing? Those are the three questions today. 
Over the years, again, I've seen many Christians do this. I've seen Christians keep Jesus themselves. It's not what he wants. And as, as we leave here today, I want to challenge you to be like Peter and Andrew, to seek Jesus, to obey, to have faith in him, to know him, and to follow God at any cost, and to share him. As, as we begin our invitation, I just I want to encourage you if, you, if you don't know Jesus today, let today be your day. We're not promised tomorrow. I'm not trying to scare you into it, but that's just biblical facts. Know Jesus today if you haven't made that choice. Jesus loves you. He died on a cross for you to forgive you of your sins. He rose again the third day, defeating death, so that we can have a free gift if we just receive it of salvation. Because he loves you. Let's pray and we'll start an invitation.